Good morning. This is Seth Dewey with All Aspects Development, and we're going to talk a little bit about how to beat self-doubt and stop selling yourself short. No doubt we all have a little bit of self-doubt, and that's normal. We might ask ourselves questions like, well, what if I mess up? What if I make a fool of myself? What are people going to say? I'm not experienced enough to do this, yada, yada, yada. But Van Gogh, the famous painter, said, if you hear a voice within you that says you cannot paint, then by all means, paint, and that voice will be silenced. It's a good thing he did that. And the same is true for us today. See, self-doubt is part of the human experience, and it should be. We don't have to look too far to see that too little self-doubt can be dangerous, But left unchecked, the fear that fuels our doubt can drive us to be overly cautious and keep us from taking the very actions that would not only help ourselves, but also help others. We all have seen it. We've seen far too many that are too many people that are capable and talented sell themselves short because they fear that they don't have what it takes. And then therefore, doubt becomes the victor and actions go undone. Now, while none of us are immune to self-doubt, well, except for some of those uh, serial narcissistic personalities, we all have the ability to keep it from directing our decisions and taking control of us and continuing our silence and shaping our lives. So how do we banish the doubt? Well, that's the first point. We, We don't. We don't get to banish it, but what we do learn is how to reclaim the power that it has held over us. And we're going to talk about six particular points in regards to this. First of all, we want to embrace doubt as part of being human. As you think about the things you'd most love to achieve or change in your life right now, Just know that self-doubt is there to protect you from the humiliation of falling flat on your face. So one of the things we have to learn is to be uh, self-compassionate to ourselves. So don't beat yourself up for beating yourself up. Far better than beating up on your inner critic is to befriend it, to acknowledge that it's just trying to keep you safe and spare you humiliation. So embracing self-doubt as an intrinsic part of the human experience is crucial to reclaiming the power that it has held over us until now. Remember this, we're human. We're going to make mistakes. We are going to doubt ourselves, but it's what we do next that matters. So that leads us to point number two. Remember to doubt your doubts. Self-doubts are just our fears made manifest in order to protect us from loss. Yet too often, the irony is that doubt often makes you lose out on what you may have gained by fearing the attempt. Your doubts are not the truth. Rather, they are fear-fueled stories that we create about who we are what we are worth, and what we're capable of achieving. So let's remember this. Our doubts about ourselves are not the truth. 
In fact, more often than not, they're just the opposite. So the next time that we start to doubt ourselves, take a moment to challenge your inner self and to doubt our doubts. Ask yourself, what if just the opposite is true? What if, in fact, you were more than prepared for a bigger role? What if you had everything it takes to build that business or come up with that book or that idea? What if you had the most extremely important thing to say? You see what I'm saying? See, if you are going to doubt anything about yourself to achieve what you want or change what you don't, doubt your doubts. So our third point, call out the critic. See, often we hear our doubts relayed through the voice of our inner critic. You know that guy or that girl. It's constantly pointing out your faults, questioning your worthiness, and urging you to play it safe. Now, while we can't permanently silence it, we can dilute its power by giving it a name. So doing so helps us to distinguish who we really are from the fear and the doubt that we feel. So think up a name that describes the scared part of you that wants you to live small and play it safe and call it out. So number four, make your mission bigger than your fear. Why would you bother to speak up and risk rocking the boat or being rejected? Why would you lay down your reputation on the line? Why would you take a chance on that big dream? See, only when you are clear about your why can we find the courage needed to step through those doubts and take the risks needed. See, we need to be able to find a clear and compelling answer to the question, for the sake of what am I willing to be brave? When we do this, it's going to help give us a clear reason why we have to take action despite our doubts, knowing that if we let them win, we will run the bigger risk of one day looking back and wondering, what if I tried harder? See, letting self-doubt sit in the driver's seat is a surefire recipe for regret and resentments. And we all know that that's not a healthy way for us to live. Number five, this talks about the people we surround ourselves with. So build up a tribe of believers. Remember that you shape your tribe and your tribe shapes you. So... The mastery of life is not a solo endeavor, so we have to surround ourselves with people who bring out our best and embolden our thinking, that tell us we can do more, that we can be more, and we can give more. The people that we hang out with will either fuel us or will fuel our self-doubt. So if you're ready to make a change or take a chance, make sure that you surround yourself with people who will help you to stay in action despite your doubts and then avoid those that don't. 
Number six, train the brave daily. There's no one-step magic bullet for overcoming self-doubt and building self-confidence. We build it in increments by having the courage to take action despite our fears. Break them down into bite-sized actions that can create dramatic shifts from the last. Think of courage like a muscle. The more that you act with it, the braver you become. But the thing is, we have to be willing to train the brave or train that muscle on a daily basis. So the best way to train the brave is to start right where you are at right now with whatever problem or whatever opportunity you're facing and ask yourself, what would I do right now if I were being brave? Now, chances are the self-doubt is going to be screaming at you to do just the opposite. But that's where we talk to ourselves and say, thanks for trying to protect me. But tell him, you're not here to, to live a safe life. I'm here to live the biggest life that I'm capable of living. Then imagine your success. Take a big, long breath and do it. See, every time you take action in the presence of your doubts, you dilute those doubts' power and you amplify your own. Only when you dare to do the very thing you doubt you can do will you realize how little you ever needed to doubt yourself to begin with. So those are just uh, six simple ways that we can uh, learn to beat self-doubt and stop selling ourselves short. So remember, Number one, embrace doubt as part of being human. Two, doubt your doubts. Three, call out your critic. Four, make your mission bigger than your fear. Five, build a tribe of believers. Find your circle. And six, train the brave like a muscle daily. Those are just six things that I found um, to be very useful, very essential, and good reminders for me as no doubt we all have self-doubt. So thank you once again for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a good day.